Thanks for having me on. It's, it's really good to have you over here in Marbella. And, mm, uh, I'll be back soon. You'll be back soon, yeah. <laughs> Henry, if Henry doesn't kick me out. <laughs> right. So, hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast chat. And we have a very, very special guest today, take two, because I fucked up yesterday. <laughs> Got Kevin round and I was like, yep, let's get ready. The mics didn't work, my camera didn't work, but thanks for coming back. Welcome no no to the podcast. Yeah, we 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 done well anyway, we went down for a bit of dinner yesterday, so it wasn't, it wasn't time waste. <laughs> no, it's good, it's good. So this is a Marbella special, it's not on the balcony that I've used previously, because it's minging weather today, isn't it? Yeah. For, for once it's raining here in Marbella, so inside, inside today. Mm. It's the first time I've seen it rain during the day as well. I've only seen it rain at night time in Tunda, but never during the day. Yeah, well, it's like 320, 325 days of sunshine here, usually, so mm. we don't even see it too often ourselves. Yeah. We've got Henry behind the camera. <laughs> you can be a videographer. So what I'll get you to do, I haven't actually prepped you for this, but... If you were meeting someone for the first time or in a taxi with like a taxi driver, how would you introduce yourself? How would I introduce myself? So I suppose just listen to the usual. How's it going? Kevin's my name. What do I do? It's real estate. So I'm in real estate over here in Marbella. I've been for the last almost a year and a half now. And in terms of my background, my background has always been sales uh, since I was since I was about 20, I think. 30 now 31 now in two weeks getting up there getting up there it feels like um which always been in sales started started doing the the door-to-door sales oh really it yeah. must be so hard but yeah. character building character building that's the that's the that's the word for it yeah <laughs> absolutely it, it's character building it's it's not easy you know going up there as a young 20 year old knocking on door after door People, people shutting doors in your faces. People, you, you see people, they, they look out the window, they see you coming, they're shutting the blinds, they're hiding from you. <laughs> so definitely, definitely character building. Yeah, I think, because I'd say I've never really done sales training, but the only kind of similar thing I've done is I used to do like events like nightclub promoting. So I used to knock on like doors of like students and be like, come to our event and come to our event. Yeah. And you get people telling you to fuck off and all that kind of yeah. thing. And that's quite yeah. character building as well. You yeah. get used to it. You build up a bit of resilience and stuff. Yeah. But I think it's important for everyone to do some kind of sales, isn't it, in life? Because it's probably the most valuable skill to have. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Like, as as you always hear, like, everything everything in life is sales. Mm. You know, whether it comes down to negotiating your, your wage or whatever is obviously your your, pers- your persuasion skills. You know, going up to a girl in the nightclub. It's the confidence. It's talking to your families it's getting what you want it's persuasion so it's it's i think the better you are at that the better you can do for yourself mm, yeah, 100%, 100%. 100%. right let's go through the three facts then you said you've kind of got them prepared but kind of not so let's let's go through them loosely <laughs> very, very loosely now so we'll, we'll see hey, what that skills we'll behind see the what camera. said <laughs> <laughs> nobody can see that but henry just spider man behind the camera <laughs> <laughs> sorry yeah yeah let's go through them okay so remind me where are we starting first fact <laughs> first fact 
You're gonna, you're gonna, <laughs> yeah. no, I said Probably. you need to prepare three facts okay. about yourself. Okay, <laughs> three facts about myself. Yeah. Okay, you haven't uh, prepared, have you? <laughs> really? I thought you were gonna ask me the question. No, no, right, okay, okay. So, right, I'll say, right, the first fact is you've been sober for like six months, haven't you? Yes. Yeah yeah, 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 okay. That's, what was, what was the reason good. behind this? See, thing? I just needed a little, <laughs> bit, a little bit of prompting, you know, set me in the right direction. So, yes, I, I stopped drinking six months ago, which has been unbelievable. Mm. Best six months of my life by far. I've never made more personal gains or I've never developed more mm. as a person than I have in the last six months, I don't think. It was just... Look, I have I have goals and I have high ambitions for myself. Part of the reason I'm here in Marbella is, you know, I wanted to I wanted to come to a place where there's a lot of opportunity, there's a lot of money, and surround myself with some like high net worth individuals, and successful and motivated people. So when I came over here, I had I'd stopped drinking initially for a couple of months, and then when I came over. Look, it's, it's Marbella. It's, it, it, it's a it's a fun place to be. You know, there's nightclubs, there's bars. You can eat in a different a different restaurant every day of the week. A beautiful restaurant. You have the beaches. You have the sun. So I kind of, you know, when I first came over, I started drinking again. So much temptation. Though, it's isn't just it? so much temptation. Day night. Yeah. Whatever you want, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's just it's just such a cool place for that and everyone wants to have fun and everyone wants to network and party and stuff so i kind of i fell back into that when i when i first came over for a while at the real estate company i was in then at the time it was it was a lot of young people in in the same place who who do like to have fun which listen i like to have fun too obviously i I was having a bit too much fun That, that was the problem Going back to what I was saying, I came over here i wanted to put the head down i wanted to make some money i wanted to make something of myself um so yeah after a while i just i just decided look this this isn't why i'm here i'm here to i'm here to put the head down so that's what i've done so i stopped drinking and from there i just think there was i i felt like i I was leaning on alcohol a lot you know i needed it i felt like i needed it to be comfortable in social situations going to parties i just i wasn't i wasn't comfortable in my own skin i suppose and i was using alcohol as a crutch so it it was just it was something that i think need, needed to be faced it was like i don't want to have to use that as a crutch i don't want to have to depend on anything if i'm if i'm out that's that's not that's not the way to be so basically i cut it out i decided to go head first, tackle whatever the issues, maybe there's a little bit of social anxiety there or whatever. And yeah, tackle that head on, cut out the alcohol. I'd been meditating for for the last three years or so as well, but I hadn't really been making, I hadn't really, it hadn't really been improving my life so much because of the alcohol. Like when I would drink, on the, I don't, I don't probably only drink once or twice a week, but when I did drink, it was it was way too much. Yeah, like binge drinking kind it, of thing. It yeah. was, That's it how was, I was like, yeah, it was complete binge drinking, and and from there, you know, I'd be like hungover for two to three days, and yeah, like I said, I wasn't re- I wasn't really progressing as a person. And when I was able to cut that out, like I said, I'd been meditating for three years, but as soon as I cut that out, 
it ne- it needs to be replaced with something. So I was going to the gym as well, but I really started hitting the gym much harder. Took my took started taking physical exercise and weightlifting much 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 more serious. With that, then you're you're eating better as well. And with that, and with the meditation, then as well, I just started seeing some unbelievable gains mental. I started getting some clarity about. <laughs> about myself you know i didn't really know myself or or what i was like as a person to be honest i hadn't really had the time to to think about it i think i was like i was sort of afraid to be alone a little bit i didn't i didn't want to be by myself and i think a lot of people can probably relate to that i didn't want to be my by myself i didn't want to be with my own thoughts so you know, if there was ever an opportunity, if someone was going out, I wanted to be going out as well. I wanted to be going out drinking. I just didn't want to be by myself. But I think you probably found this as well. When you do stop, you have to, you, you, you start saying no to a lot of things. You have to start saying no to a lot of things. And you have to, you have to change, change your circle. Like my circle now is, is, is so small. You know, we have the likes of Henry the likes of yourself when you're over a few others but it's like it's all like-minded people who who want to do good things with their life you know who are who are driven ambitious doing well in business you know it's like your friends are you're you're in alignment you know you're all in alignment while when you're drinking, you're just you're just friends with everybody. Yeah, literally, you know, you're everybody. You have so many friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like when you when you think about, it, they're not they're not real friends, are they? You know, no. you're only drinking because you're only drinking with them because it's someone to 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 party with. When you're when you are drinking, you're just talking talking absolute shit. I mean, <laughs> you don't even remember what you're talking you about. Don't know what you're talking. So. So yeah, so cutting it out has just been has been the best thing mm-hmm. I've, I've ever done for me. Do you think you'd ever drink again? I get that question all the time, honestly. So I'm asking you. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't see myself drinking again because I had a goal in mind, and my goal was to to get to a point where if I go on a night out, if I'm in a bar, if I'm happen to go to a nightclub which i don't anymore because yeah. now that i'm not drinking the music is so loud like i say everyone's talking oh, yeah. <laughs> shouting in your ear this is not the kind of place i want to be anymore but my my goal was that i wanted to get to a place that if i was in the in these kind of at these events or in these places that i wouldn't have to ever depend on drink again or alcohol to feel comfortable that I was always, wherever I went, that I was completely comfortable in my own skin. Mm. So when that goal is hit, which I'm, I'm heading towards that now, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm there yet, but I'm, I'm definitely making great progress towards getting that goal. So when that is hit, really, that, that eliminates alcohol. There's really no, no need or no point in ever in drinking again. Mm. Yeah. When, when people ask me that question, I say, I don't know, but when I look at my progress over the last say, like year and the year before that, it's like positive progress. So I'm thinking, why would I? But well, it wouldn't make sense for me to drink again because it, I see myself beforehand to now. I'm making better decisions, more motivated, 
making more money, obviously, and stuff like that. And it's just like, for me, it doesn't make sense. But for you, it might be perfect sense. I don't mean you work your normal job, you go out the weekend, and then you go back to your job. It's fine, isn't it? But for yeah. me, I don't know. Never say never, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. In five, ten years, I might be like, you know, I drink again, but it'd be weird for me to drink again now. Yeah. Because... I'm used to saying that no, and it is hard to say no initially, isn't it? Yes. Your true. friends are like peer pressure, and you're like, yeah, come on, don't be yeah, boring, don't yeah, be boring. Yeah. In the first month or two, you're like, all right, yeah. And if you've got a good group of friends, they're supportive, aren't they? And they're like, I respect that. You're doing that to better yourself, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. And I'm the same about the friendship thing. When I used to do at nightclub events, I'd have loads of friends, guest list, pre-entry, all that kind of shit. You stop drinking, you stop doing the events. You only got a small amount of friends then, haven't you? You're actually really, your friend. You really yeah. do. But and they those can bring friends are so much closer to you. Like I say, mm -hmm. they're they're your friend for a reason. Yeah. You, know, you have genuine common interest with mm -hmm. those friends. You like being around them. You like they inspire you. Like the you same as well, yeah. things. Yeah. You're both. You're pushing. You're 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 all pushing in the same direction, mm -hmm. which you just don't really have when I, I don't think when you're with your with your drinking buddies. Yeah. yeah. But then again, there's lots of people who've got way more successful businesses than me that drink, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like swings and roundabouts. But for yeah. me, I couldn't do it personally. Yeah. And everyone's situations are different, aren't they? So, yeah. yeah, it's good. Right, the second fact before we just turn this into a sober podcast. Yeah. You swat Everton. I do. <laughs> you said yeah. you're going to tell me the good backstory, but you're not really into football that much. But if you had to pick a team, it'd be Everton, isn't it? Yeah, look, I'm not into... I'm not into not into shit football teams. Not, no, no one say that. No, but I'm not into into TV and uh, Netflix or, or watching watching all that kind of stuff. Even too much sports now. Um, at the moment, it's just it's not where my focus is at the moment. But yeah, I do support Everton because of because of my dad. When I was young, Same. Was, uh, <laughs> I was a big footballer when I was young. I was really big into football. I was a good footballer when I was young. It's all I used to do mm. was play football every at every opportunity from the time, you know, I was on football teams from when I was seven, seven upwards. And yeah, it, it was my whole life at, at that time. Football was playing it and watching it. And it was, my dad was a huge, huge Everton fan. So he used to he used to go to a few matches. I was I'm from Ireland, so we're not England. We're not in England. Not as easy to go to the matches, but he would go to a few matches a year. And it was just he was just obsessed. So, but when I was young, I supported Man United because I liked mm -hmm. David Beckham. Yeah, I, David Beckham. <laughs> I think I went through a phase of that as well. To be fair, David Beckham was a G. So yeah. I liked Man United. They were winning everything back when I was like. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve—that mm. kind of that kind of age—and I used to take the free kicks on the football team. I used to be able to bang in a few free kicks oh, myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the free kick taker. I used to love that. And uh, obviously, David Beckham is the is the top man for the free kicks. Mm. Bend it like Beckham. Oh, such a film, wasn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bend it like Barnett was, when was <laughs> <laughs> under nines. <laughs> bang in. when you peaked. <laughs> when they peaked, I don't know from there. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so I, I was big into United. Would have been over to a few matches. A lot of my friends supported United at that time as well. But 
it was around that time. One of my good friends actually supported Liverpool. Oh, yes. all my friends support Liverpool. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And like my ex-girlfriends as well. Yeah. Like everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of Liverpool supporters in Ireland as well. I think it just depends what time you were growing up, who you were hanging around with, what was happening. If you're mental as well. If you've got mental problems. Yeah, 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 a little bit of that. <laughs> but yeah, he supported Liverpool. So he, he was going over to Liverpool to see to see Liverpool, I think it was Liverpool versus Fulham in Anfield. We said, me and my dad, he, he was going with his dad, me and my dad said we'd go over because we were going to go over to Liverpool. We'd go to the game, you know, mm. my dad would be undercover, you know, not, <laughs> not wearing the, the Everton jersey or, blue shirt. Or, or, or at least not uh, visibly wearing it. We had the jacket on over, <laughs> over the Everton jersey. So we went, we watched the game and then of course, after that, we were like, right, we need to go see Goodison. Mm. So, so we went over there and it was just Goodison and we just had like a great experience there. Like I say, I supported United at the time, but I was, I think I was like 10 or 11. Mm. Right. So you can change allegiance when you're that young. Yeah. Just about. We went over and. We were just walking around the stadium. You know, everyone was so nice to us. All the groundskeepers, the, anyone working there was so nice and so welcoming. And we were kind of walking along the side of the pitch, which you're, 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 you're not allowed on the football pitches because, you know, you can't be messing with the grass or anything like that. But we were there and I remember there was a, a groundsman. He was kind of sort of looking after the grass and we were just like, can we, can we step on the pitch? You know, like, and the dad's like, on, you know, and it'll, it'll make their day. And the guy's just like, takes a look around. He's like, <laughs> like it's illegal. <laughs> come on, come on to the pitch. And he let us on and we were just like kind of standing there. We were like looking around the stadium. And and the two of us, me and my friend, we both like got a little bit of grass. Oh, you know, yeah. Of course, got a little bit of grass. And we put it in, put it in our, in our wallets. <laughs> like gave the guy the, the nod. He, he let us on. And it was just, it was just a really, really cool experience. After that, then we went into the into the shop at the stadium. Again, everyone was real nice. My dad was like, "Sure, look, we're here now. I'll, I'll buy you a jersey." I was like, "Okay, why not?" So he bought me a jersey and straight away I put the jersey on it. Yeah. A long sleeve white, it was the away jersey at the time. A long sleeve white, it was a really cool jersey. And straight away I put it on and my friend, myself and my friend were like, were like walking around. I think even this was like maybe a couple of hours later, we're walking around Liverpool and I was like walking around. I must have had this look on my face. He's like, just looked at me, he just goes... Are you an Everton fan now? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. Gave him the nod, yeah, yeah. seal of approval. Oh, I was yeah. like, um, <laughs> so never look back. Never look back. Never look back. But, that's so a that's good story. It. Yeah, so that's how I became an Everton Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a cool story. And then I reckon the third fact can just be you're yeah, living in Marbella doing real estate, but we'll talk more about yeah. that later. Okay. I reckon, let's talk about like what you like growing up. Like you said, you were football mad. And what, what was it like growing up in Ireland then? Yeah, listen, Ireland, Ireland is... Uh, and what were you like growing up in Ireland? Yeah, I was, I was mad like the rest of them. I was, uh, I was an active, active kid. Now, when I, when I look back now, growing up in Ireland, I think um, England is the same. You know, I think we were so fortunate 
too have grown up in these kind of places. Ireland, England, you know, just look, it's it's relatively safe. It's it's they're very very well developed countries. Um you know, we could we could have we could have come from a lot worse place. Yeah, the living standards are high, aren't they? Yeah. Relatively compared to the rest of the world. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So when I look back now, I think it was, uh, I think it was good that I was born there. But uh, growing up, I was into the football. I was a highly active kid. Didn't like school. No. You know, I was high energy. Didn't like school. Didn't like being kept in one place <laughs> and being told what to do. So grades wise. Uh, say again bit of a troublemaker or? yeah a little bit a little, <laughs> little bit you know I like to I like to to do my own thing I was a talker I used to like to have fun like you say I was I was I was high energy too yeah. high energy for these teachers <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying grades wise uh, grades wise like grades wise I, I was always done like pretty pretty well mm. I wasn't big into doing homework and studying and all this kind of crack but I done I done enough to you know get through it and do do relatively okay, but it just school just wasn't really wasn't really my scene. No, what, like the academic, or did you enjoy the like the extracurricular stuff? I I like sports. Really? I always liked sports, and I like being active. Even now, it's like it's it's my main thing. I always love sport. I love competition, mm. and I think that relates to sales as well. I one of the main aspects for me, well. One thing is what I find when I'm talking to people, when I'm presenting and stuff, I find the day just goes fast. You know, mm. time just evaporates. And the other thing is is the competition. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you're if you're if you're in a team and there's five guys on the team, I wanna be the I wanna be the top guy. Yeah. And not only do I wanna be the top guy, I wanna be smoking everyone else. Yeah. You know, I wanna be way up there. And that went for sports, that went for goes into Call of Duty video games, mm. big international for a while, but it goes for everything. Everything apart from the academic <laughs> Academics. <laughs> yeah. That's not important. Yeah. No, no. Everything but that. Yeah, yeah. I was that, that's, that's a good point. Like you say Call of Duty point. in sports, the most important thing. Yeah. You need to be the best. Academics. Grades of school, Don't not important. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people were like that, weren't they? Yeah. What, what, what did you want to like be? What did you want to do when you were growing up? Did you have anything apart from like being a footballer? Oh, really no, I, mean, I was... At one stage, I, I know I wanted to be an architect. Oh yeah, I did as well. You know, back in the really? day. Yeah, yeah. I used to like drawing Sims. I used to like building houses on Sims. Me too. Mm. Sims was unreal. I was a yeah. fucking boy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> like building houses. Apart from that, and just making them have sex, and that was about it. Yeah, just <laughs> put them in the pool and take away the ladder. <laughs> You're feeling extra. <laughs> you don't like them. Game over. Um, but yeah, at one stage, look, I didn't. I suppose when I was young, I I did want to be a footballer, yeah. Mm. But then you know, things change. I did I did want to be an architect as well, and I don't know. I kind of I always loved cars mm. as well, and I worked I worked for BMW for four years doing sales, and that was the first that that was like that was before I came here. That was the first job that I really liked. You know, before that, I was I was lost for a while. I didn't know what I wanted to do. What were you doing before that? Then what was like the first kind of job? All, I was doing all these jobs like that were just 
were not good. That just did not suit me. It was like I worked. I worked in a, in a call center selling insurance. It was like outbound motor insurance sales. Cold so it had the sales as- aspect, which I liked. But you're, the other side of it was you're, you're you're sitting down at your little desk. You're on your computer. It's like it's auto calling. It goes from one call and it gives you like ten seconds, and it calls the next person. Really? And the but next person. That's intense, yeah. And then it's like you have fifteen minutes on the on the computer where you can go to the bathroom and all this stu- <laughs> sort of stuff. I'm like, intense. This is stupid. This is this is no way. To live. You know, everything's being timed. It's like a, a prison. It's like a modern day prison. So I did like the sales side of that, but then I'm looking at this other side. I'm like. This is like how how do people do this? Yeah, so, for all their lives. So I had to get away from that, and I worked in the civil service for a, for a while as well because mm. I, I felt like basically I felt like that was the thing to do. You know, that was mm. the thing my parents done. That was the thing that people seemed to do. They everyone around that area around that time seemed you, you go, you get the steady job, you get the pension, the job with the pension, yeah. you know, all this spiel that we all heard uh, when we were young. So that's what I done. I applied to be in the civil service. There was like 23,000 applicants or something the year I done it. And they were taking on like less than 500 or something. So they took me on. Mm-hmm. How did you manage that then? Well, I just had to do all these on aptitude tests and personality tests and questionnaires mm. interview after interview after interview to do all this so like i said they have a huge amount of people they're picking from they narrow it right down and then they bring you into this place and you're doing monkey's work you know <laughs> you're 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 literally stapling things together you're you're putting things in alphabetical order you know you're you're doing the the, the the worst kind of job for me, like that's not the kind of thing. Not I like mentally to do. stimulating. Coming not out. not stimulating at all. Really, really boring stuff. So I was thinking. To, I've often thought to myself, it's like, why are they looking for these kind of people to put them into into that job? It's mm. it's, it's just it's just not a not suitable. So I went in there and I was in there for for a year or so, and that nearly drove me to depression. <laughs> you know, it was it, it reminded me it was like for me that was the adult version of school yeah because it, it was you're you're in at a certain time you leave at a certain time you sit at your desk all day you have lunch at this time uh, it's completely not what you want to be doing it's not mentally stimulating everyone in there was in the place i was in anyway i was working in probate which is to do with wills yeah so not fun. Yeah. Not fun to begin with. And everyone in there was kind of, it was like they had the soul sucked out of them. And that was happening to me as well. That's why when I say I was nearly on the verge of depression <laughs> working in there for almost a year. And I was like, I decided, right, this time I'm going to get a job. I need to get a job that I like, you know, that has something to do with things that I like. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into BMW. Yeah, I, I I've always loved cars, BMW, Mercedes. Uh, not not so big an Audi fan. I think the B- BMWs and the Mercedes are are, are much nicer than the Audis yeah. from personal experience. And obviously, I always liked the supercars and stuff like that. Yeah. But from there, I got into BMW, and I think that was I was I was twenty four at that stage or twenty three, and that's when I really started to sort of 
find my feet. You know, I was in there. I was in, I was doing a role called Product Genius. So basically, you're in there. You're connecting people's phones. You have to know everything about the BMWs in terms of the iDrive and all the specs and all the real technical stuff. So I was really in deep with that. And and from there, I got promoted into sales after a few months. And yeah, spent spent four years doing doing the sales. Driving around the nice brand new BMW, you know, young young guy in his twenties, hopping out of a an X five a petrol stations, you know, in in Ireland you don't see that too often. People drug dealers, you know, people are really looking me up and down, you're like, what's this guy up to? You know, used to love that. Yeah, <laughs> by the way, um, oh, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I started to kind of find my feet and really to start to do better for myself, and then. When did you kind of like decide you wanted to come to Marbella or you wanted to do like real estate and that kind of thing? What was like the flip of the switch moment, do you reckon? Well, from the BMW, right? So like I said, I was there four years and then I went into a job. Again, I, I kind of went away from what I know and what I like. I went into a, a tech sales job, mm. high paying tech sales but the thing was, it was away from people. It was a work from home job. I was, I went from being with people all day to being in my room by myself, speaking to people on Zoom, which is fine for a lot of people. I know a lot of people really enjoy that. But for me, story of my life, <laughs> and it works for a lot of people. You know, it works for most people, but it just doesn't work for me. It's just personal preference. So I went back to that, and I was doing that for a while. I was doing pretty well, but it just Again, it was like I was just, it was bringing me down a bit, a little bit. I was like, this isn't for me. At this stage, you know, I'm, I'm 20, 28, 29. And I'm like, look, I need to, I need to get away from this. And it was around this time as well. I'd, I started having, like, I've always had big aspirations and, and of what I want to do with my life. But it was around this time, I was like, okay, I need to start making some things happen here. Mm. And, the thing with Marbella was I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to get back to what I, what I like to do, which is to be around people, which is sales, but it's to face to face sales. You know, I've always looked at real estate as well. I was, I was, I was a BMW, the luxury car sex uh, segment. And I've always looked at real estate as the next step up from luxury cars. So, I just started doing a little bit of research and the first thing I remember Googling was where in Europe has the best climate. Oh, really? Yeah. Where in Europe has the best climate? Marbella. Like, hey, up, just it? Up, yeah. So I was like, okay. And then I started seeing, I was thinking, you know what, what kind of job can I do over there? I can't do the remote sales again. I was like, what about these? There seems to be a lot of these real estate jobs. I was like, okay, that, that would definitely work. I could see myself doing that. And it was like, I started Googling, you don't need a real estate license to sell real estate in Marbella. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, that's, that's, that's perfect. And at the time as well, I mentioned it earlier, I wanted, to, I wanted to, to change my circle. My circle of friends, they were like, they were happy doing what they were doing. You know, they were doing their jobs. They were, had their girlfriends, they were settled down you know having kids drinking on the weekends they didn't really 
don't want didn't want to really, really push on like but, I did. So, so I think it's fine for them, isn't it? If they're happy, that's fine, isn't it? But exactly. you're just in a different situation. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's about what you want to do. So, so that was it. It was time to it was time to change the circle. It was time I wanted to go somewhere warm. Hence, be good and where's the best climate. <laughs> Don't I was sick of the salt. I was sick of the rain and the cold and the dark in Ireland, and I just thought that there's, you know, I thought there's more to life for me yeah. than being here. You know, I can live a better life. You know, the, the world is a big place. I can live a better life. I just Marbella was the place. Mm. You know, and then so what, what? What was the move like then? So obviously you, you saw Marbella real estate, and then you obviously decided to move over. How was the transition for you? So obviously it's a big, a big switch and a bit of a culture shock, I'd imagine, from Ireland. Yeah, definitely. Like, have you been before, or was this the first time? No, no, I had, I had been here before. Never, I'd once. never been here before. Oh, that's ballsy. I used to go to Alicante with my family. We we had a place there, and we used to holiday there in Alicante, which is quite a bit north mm. of, of, of where we are. But I, w- I had seen, look, there was the likes of the influencers were on there. Rob Lipsit, famous, famous Irish, first Irish influencer for, for the gym, for fitness and stuff like that. So he was here. I was following him. I was looking at the life he was living over here. I was seeing other people. You know, you see a lot of influencers here and then social media. They seem to be living the life. I was like, mm. I, I, can, I can go over there. I can have that too. Mm. So that was it. So then I made the move. I came over. I hadn't been here. Just I I saw a job advertised for for a salesperson. Looked at their Instagram. Looked like the place to be. I booked the flight over, and then I contacted them. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I booked the flight first. You knew. Then I contacted them. I said, "Listen, I'll be coming over there in a couple of weeks. I'm looking for a job. Can we do an interview?" And they're like, okay, yeah, let's do the interview. Done the interview. They, they said, perfect. Yeah, it's your experience. No problem. You can start. You can start when you come up. Mm, that's cool, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I had that lined up and, and, and came over then, yeah. Was the real estate job what you expected or what you hoped for? Was it different, similar, or...? Or what? Because obviously, like, like, say, imagine lots of people now see like real estate Marbella and that kind of thing, and they see all the flash houses and the lifestyle and stuff. Is it what you kind of hoped for or expected? It's 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 harder. It's definitely harder than than it appears. Social media, as we all know, paints a picture of something. It paints the everything in its in its shiniest light. Mm-hmm. You know, when you actually get over here, it's hard. The money, the money. The money is good here. Look, don't get me wrong, but I had, I had, I thought it would be easier mm. to make it, and it was. It, it was tough. It was tough to get going, you know. When you come to the new place, like I said, when I came here, it was just like I was so amazed by everything. That the lifestyle is so different. The sun is always shining. Everyone's seems to be in a good mood. Everyone wants great to shape as well. Yeah, everyone's in really good shape. It was cool, so I probably I was a bit too focused on the partying rather than, <laughs> than hitting the than making the sales. Don't get me wrong, I done I done well. I done well when I started, but see, there, you, you can you can always be be doing a little bit better. You can always be doing a little bit more. Mm, always, yeah. What did you what would you say you kind of learned like personally or work wise? Then 
when you when you came over? Obviously, minus the partying about the real mm. estate. Or would you say, like, because obviously you had a good sales skill set initially, didn't you, before you came, but obviously enhancing that and tweaking it and developing it. Yeah. Obviously Spanish people, British, American, whatever different nationalities and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, look, I was always, with the sales, I was, I was really, really well trained in terms of with BMW in the sales process and then throughout the job they had. So that, that part of, that side of things, I was good. But I just... When I came over, it was just, I learned, you know, you know, people, we're all, we're all foreigners here, mm. you know, which is, which is cool. It's very international here in Marbella. So when you come over, it's like, I'm from Ireland. This guy's from England. These guys are from Sweden, whatever. Everyone's from, from all over the place. So everyone's open to networking and conversation and making friends and stuff which i thought was cool that was like that was something yeah something a little bit different from home it's not that people aren't they're just not as open yeah. at home but like i feel like at home it's like oh yeah i was here 10 20 years ago that's the school i went to whereas over here people aren't really like that are they? like i've been here a few years or something like that yeah. You came up for work, business, or whatever. Yeah. It reminds me of it. It's like the European Dubai, isn't it? Like those are expats, they call them in Dubai and stuff. Yeah. It's not many people who've lived in Dubai for 10, 15, 20 years. They came over for a reason, isn't it? Yeah. For work. Yeah. For the lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. Yeah. The lifestyle is so good, and, and the opportunities are so good. Mm. It, it's like you say, it is. It's a different mindset over here than it is at home. Like, I was back there at home for Christmas, and... Just buying the people are very almost programmed. Set in the ways. Set in their ways, you know. Watching the news, same circle of friends, uh, talking about the same thing. The weekends are all very similar, you know. It's you go out drinking on, on on the Friday, maybe the Saturday. The Sunday... They're all hungover. You know, you don't do anything on Sunday. Yeah. Monday, you go to the job you don't like. You're still hungover. You're really not happy, but you're you're not happy enough to leave. Yeah, and you're looking forward you know, to Friday. And I feel I see and think so many people are in that are in that cycle. And you just you just see it everywhere. And I suppose there just comes comes a, a point then like for me anyway, I just I just wanted I wanted more out of life. I I think a job is is where you your work or your job or whatever is you're you're spending a lot of your week there. You know, you're spending 8 hours 5 days a week or if you're doing real estate, you're spending a lot more than that. 7 days a week, isn't it? You yeah. can't really clock off. It's always uh, on the phone or your head and you're you're thinking always wrong. talking to clients in the evenings, you're doing viewings on the weekends, during the normal work day, so you're always kind of on, but it's 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 a good kind of on. Mm. You know, it's like over here we we live a good live a good life. You know, we go out and we eat out in the evenings. Like you said, there's no shortage of really really nice restaurants. It's December January. If you know, you go out. Not today. Today's a bad from today. <laughs> but you go out. You're wearing a t-shirt during the day. Mm. You can always, nearly always, depend on the weather. That it's gonna be, it's gonna be okay outside. It's gonna be nice, and sunny, and it's just, it's just for me, it's just such a better way of living. Mm, yeah, and you spoke about like your goals and aspirations and what you want more of life. 
So what are you wanting at the moment in your current role? What What is kind of your next steps or what are you wanting to achieve, would you say? Look, I suppose for me, it's kind of, listen, I suppose over the last six months, I've gotten very spiritual as well, mm. much, much closer to, to God as well. Over the last, over since I stopped drinking, you know, that has given me, stopping drinking has given me the clarity to think about what I want and these kind of things. So for me, it's just about, it's about just living a, a, a positive, like sort of abundant life. You mm. know, I'm abundant in my financial situation. I have really good people around me you know people i like people i enjoy being around henry celebrating over henry, henry celebrating <laughs> or henry henry makes the cup you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's about that it's just like i say it's it's i don't want to have to think if i want to buy something i don't want to think about it i want to live in nice houses i want to have the nice cars i want to have the nice watches the nice stuff I want to be able to look after those people that are close to me. You know, if if my family needs help, if friends need help financially, I want to be the man that can step in, that can help them out. And like you say, it's all about who 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 you have, and it's all about your 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 mindset as well. You know, what I've realized so much over the last six months as well. Like really, what I've been doing is just shedding negative beliefs about myself about the world getting rid of negativity basically that's what i've been doing over the last while and just really focusing on on my mindset on being grateful for what i have and you know always trying to see the positive in people in opportunities just trying to see the positive in in everything because at the end of the day, like we all, whether people will like to admit it or not, we have a choice in how we see things. And you can see things negatively and you can complain about everything. You know, you can complain about the weather, which you have no control over and stuff like that. Or you can just look at the positives. You know, mm. the weather, look, it is raining outside today, but it doesn't usually rain. You know, is it a bit of an inconvenience? Yes. But like... Have you got a roof over your head as well? We We all have roofs over our head. We're all living a really, really good life. Like you say, we have great people around us. I'm I'm loving the job that I'm doing. I love the the freedom, the flexibility of it, you know? Like I Mm. say, we're always on the phone, but I'm, I'm moving around constantly, meeting new people, spending time with lots of, interesting high net worth individuals that you can learn from so good or bad like you were saying last night about something <laughs> good or bad <laughs> yeah true true interesting yeah, yeah. interesting characters all right yeah mm, that's cool so do you want to talk a bit about your current job and what where what you're kind of doing there or yeah so i'm, I'm with a company now called mila homes mila homes is is a relatively new real estate company. We started at the beginning of, well, not so much say, it's in the middle of 2023. Yeah. I joined the company in July. Now, they had just started before that, a couple of months before that, but the office wasn't wasn't really up or anything like that. So we started in July of 2023, really. 
And yeah, we just, we specialize in property sales, rentals, property management, new developments, resales. And yeah, we, we've, we've a sister company. It's, it's owned by, by a Swedish guy, a Swedish businessman. A very, very, again, he's, he's been a very positive impact on my life. The reason I had some option, I had some other options in where I could go at this time. And the reason I joined that company was because of him, because he's just such a positive person. He's, he's doing so well for himself. He, he's happy to, he, he wants to help those around him. He wants to push people on as well. So that's, that's the reason that's Sebastian. If he, if he watches this, so that was the reason, the main reason I joined was, was, was because of him. And, and he has a, a design company as well, which, which we buy the properties through the real estate company. The design company comes in, it has architects, interior designers, so on, uh, buy properties in not so good condition, come in completely re-renovate them bring them up to a very very high standard inside and then we either sell them or or rent them. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing so the company is new but it's growing really really fast we've just taken on some new sales people some new rentals people the company cars are on the way the sales are starting to go really well the rentals are going really well so i think 2024 is going to be it's it's going to be a huge year i know it especially with the backing of sebastian really pushing every everyone on and the team the team we have in there is 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 phenomenal so i'm really excited to to see where things go yeah it sounds like an exciting time definitely yeah it is it really is so right next bit put you on the spot what is your biggest strength and biggest weakness would you say Calves is the biggest weakness. <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with let's start with strength. Okay, so I suppose I think my biggest strengths are to do with people, with interacting with people, making them feel heard. I think I'm quite a persuasive person as well, which is obviously very helpful in my role. Mm. But it's not, it's, I feel like my strength is, it's not a, it's not like a direct persuasion. It's like, you must do this. It's a kind of, I think my strength is in like subtle persuasion. It's like Mm. I can talk to someone and I can talk and I can talk and I'm gently persuading them, but it's more of a conversation and it doesn't come across as a, a sales tactic or I'm trying to get you to do this. It's, it's, I just think I'm good at putting myself in other people's shoes, what they would want, making them feel heard and gently moving them towards what what they want or what they don't know they want yet or what's best for them. So I think that's, uh, I think that's, that's definitely one of my, one of my strengths. Well, that's a good strength to have, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like you say, it's, it's, it's. It's something I've developed over the years. I think maybe a lot of my sales training helped with that. But then I think a lot of my background helped with that as well. Like my, my mom is a nurse. My mom is a very empathetic person. She had to be in, in that profession. So I think I would have got a lot of that. And then my dad was was a very good storyteller, was a very good talker. You know, when he talked, people listened. Mm. You know, his, his words had, had weight, mm. you know, 
very good at speeches and, and things like that. So I think I've I, I got a nice balance from the two of them mm. and and with my sales training and with my own experience, it all kind of amalgamated into into that what I just spoke about. As regards weakness, mm. you're going to give all your secrets away now. Yeah, <laughs> what's what I say here? I think definitely this is something I've realized over the last six months when when I've stopped drinking. A weakness of mine has been opening up to people, mm. showing vu- vulnerability to people. Emotionally, I've been repressed a lot, all right? So in terms of like when I say I, I was back in school, I did not want to be there, but I was forced to be there. And that kind of just made me like shut down emotionally and kind of repress a lot, all right? So... I've done that since the school days. Like I say, I worked in a lot of these jobs that I didn't like for a few years as well. And then that was, again, I was doing that. So that was something, a, a, a bad habit, I think, that I kind of learned that I was doing. And over the last six months, I've been trying to sort of reduce that to be like authentic to myself, to, 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 process a lot of these emotions i spoke a lot about my dad here my dad died when i was 21 which was obviously incredibly hard for me to deal with he it was it was sudden i saw him in in the morning i went off to to work he he waved he went out to the back door gave me a nod wave goodbye i gave him a nod and went on to work and then this was in the call center and then a few hours later, I, I get a call from my mom. She's like, you need to come to the hospital now. Your, your dad's not well. Your dad has, has had a stroke. You know, this was completely out of the blue. He, he was fine before that. So that was hard. 21, get to the hospital. And not long after that, he died, you know, uh, completely, completely unexpected. Like I say, I wasn't good with emotions or, or dealing with things at, at that time. And there was just a lot of suppressed grief anger a lot of suppressed kind of negative emotions from that time which i've only been able to process in the last six months i was able to release a lot of anger and sadness only a few days ago because of what i'm doing with the meditation various uh, breathing work i'm doing and that's like I say, I'm 30 now. Like that's nine years after that has happened. It's crazy, yeah. You know, so yeah. So that has been that has been a big weakness of mine over the years. Mm-hmm. It's like just not having the tools to to. People will say men aren't emotional and we have no emotions and stuff like that. That is completely untrue. I think <laughs> we maybe a lot of the time we do come across like that because. I think there's probably lots and lots of people in the same situation as me. We don't have the tool, tools to deal with our emotions. We don't really know how to deal with our emotions as well as women. For instance, like women are, are much, for the majority, are much more in touch with their emotions. They're much better at speaking to each other. Oh, they love chatting. They? they love, they love <laughs> chatting, exactly. <laughs> well, we... Listen, we we go out, we have the fun, we'll talk about anything but our emotions, <laughs> you know? And I think that can be a downfall. So it's just about it. Now it's just 
It's being in, in alignment with who I am, what I like, saying saying no. I used to be able to I used to be able to say no. It's to powerful anything. to say no as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. People yeah. respect you more for saying no yeah. than saying yes. You have to. If you can't you can't go around. I think as well, I one thing one of the biggest things for me uh, over the last few months was I found purpose as yeah. well. And my purpose mm. was I've always viewed myself as someone who has like a lot of potential. All right. And this was probably bred into me as a kid, but I, I truly believe that I can do anything I want to do. Mm. If I wanted to be an astronaut, I believe I could. Mm. Or if I wanted to do, if I wanted to be a professional swimmer, I believe I could. I know it would be hard work. I know it would take a lot to get there. But I still think I could do it. Mm. And, you know, I think that's maybe something that was bred into me as a kid. So that was obviously something good I took from the parents. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Mm. You can be whatever you want to be. I think think it's like you say about the purpose thing. People say to me, oh, I'll just stop drinking or what's any tips and stuff. But I think it's mainly to have that purpose or have that goal or ambition or that drive for the end result and the goal that keeps you yeah. going. Whereas if you yeah. don't have that and you think, oh, I can't stop drinking, you always want to do stuff that you can't do or you're not allowed to do, don't you? Whereas if you've got that goal, you think, oh, I'm going to pay off that short-term validation for the, yeah. the long-term goal kind of thing. And it's just a small sacrifice now for that long-term success and happiness and stuff. But a lot of people don't want that. They want the short-term gratification yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, and we all do. And it, it's so true. It's like you're the why it's the it's all about the why and it's how strong is the why and the why needs to be strong if if you're a big drinker and you want to stop drinking you know the why has to be bigger it has to be (laughs) you know it has to be something important and that was my thing and that's how i was able to stop i was able to stop drinking stop smoking stop just abusing my body bad food all this kind of stuff not looking after myself I was able to do it because I found purpose. And, and my purpose was, this is going back to what I was saying about the potential. I, all, I, fe- I feel like I'm a person with huge potential. Like I should be doing big things with my life. I feel like I'm here to do, to do some big things. And the way I was living just wasn't in line with that. And it was really bringing me down, you know, the, the way I was drinking all the time, or drinking these few times and then, binge drinking and just not looking after myself so the purpose was just to become the best version of myself it's mm-hmm. as simple as fill your potential kind of thing yeah. that was it just to fulfill my potential and become the absolute best version of myself and the number one thing that i needed to do to do that was stop drinking i was doing a lot of good stuff i was doing the meditation i was doing the exercise i was doing the journaling yoga i was doing all this stuff but the real thing that had to go was the drinking mm. and from there i feel like i've just slingshotted forward in terms of in terms of development in terms of moving towards being that person i i want to be yeah no, that's cool it's cool to see you've seen a big impact on your life in six months isn't it because a lot can change in six months, guy, by the small little sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously, other people are doing it, like, because they have marathons and, and that kind of thing. And 
it's whatever works for you, isn't it? Like, you don't have to stop forever. You can do blocks and stuff, but if you do it, I can guarantee you will feel better for it and you will get to, or at least closer to where you want to be than if you did carry on doing it in the first place. So, yeah. 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 If you're thinking about it, just give it a try. Do it. Do it for a month. Yeah. Do it for a month. See how you feel. After a month, a lot of people will just roll, will just say they want to roll it on. You know, yeah. it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be drinking it it's it's different for everyone it could be mm-hmm. it could be smoking it could be smoking weed it just could be smoking it could be the food mm-hmm. you know everyone has i think well nearly everyone has that one thing they know that they should cut out that mm-hmm. their life would just improve yeah. so much you know whatever it is you can do it and your life will improve <laughs> you know yeah give it a go <laughs> right any closing thoughts? Anything you want to say? Where can people find you? Follow you? Get in contact? So on Instagram, I'm at, at kevyb93. So that's where you can get me on there. And just, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on. This was, uh, it was a, a good chat. It was, uh, yeah. Things, you know, I think that I like, what I like about this is, like we were saying before, it's like when, when you come on here, you will ask some questions that you would never really ask in a in a normal conversation. Mm. While we're if we're out for food or something like that, so that's cool. So uh, I just want to say thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for coming back second time. Lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's, it's really good to have you over here in Marbella. And mm. uh, I'll be back soon. You'll be back soon. Yeah. <laughs> Henry, if Henry doesn't kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> right everyone if you're watching on youtube make sure to subscribe like the video comment your favorite part any questions for kevin leave them in the comment section below if you listen on spotify apple make sure to follow the podcast and leave a five star review and we'll see you next time bye bye bye, bye.